Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt. It's all a bit hearty, so I don't really understand it. Luke. Is that a little Sasquatch penis? Dan. I accidentally got soap in my urethra. And sometimes, Dave. You don't understand how sick it makes me feel, the fact that I wanted to have sex with my own daughter. And occasionally, Terry Smallshoe. Maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night with a little Sasquatch penis inside of you. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Alright, I'm pissed off and I want our listeners to do something about it. (laughs) Please elaborate. I need Alice's to hunt down and find the people responsible for killing an innocent thing. Okay. He went all around Germany, oh, all uh-huh. around Netherlands, went across Canada, got to America and was killed. Of course, I'm talking about Hitchbot. What is Hitchbot? Please explain. Haven't you heard about Hitchbot? It is uh, this robot that these Canadian scientists made. Right. And they basically put it on the side of the road and just say, like, San Francisco or bust. <laughs> and it's got chip in its head and it just keeps keeps track of where it's going by GPS. It's kind right. of adorable, actually. I'm it looking went, at the pictures now. Yeah, it went around Germany, went around Netherlands, went across Canada in, like, 26 days. And this is just from people stopping it on the side of the road and picking it up. Wow. Huh. So they did the same thing in America. They dropped him off in, I think, uh, Salem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And had a little sign, San Francisco so or bus. Coast to coast. In five days, he still hadn't left the state. Yep. After five days, still hadn't left the state. <laughs> and then a week later, he was dead. He was killed in <laughs> Philadelphia. Someone cut his head off and took his insides. Wow. <laughs> so Jesus. I want our listeners to find the people who did this and make them pay. Wow, oh, that is such that's such a great metaphor. The different attitudes between America and the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Like even somewhere so close like Canada, not a problem. Just don't trust things. <laughs> the little hitchhiking robots. Yeah. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. Because America, they would have been like, what kind of terrorist shit is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What rights is this trying to take away from me? Yeah, I'm, right. I'm Australian for some reason. Fucking Obama has put a fucking robot here. <laughs> yep. That thing's taking my guns away. I saw it. And it was owning my guns. It's taking my guns and it's trying to give me free healthcare. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit of a shame. I hope they try to get it. I'd really like them to do it in Australia. Mm. I'd pick him up. Mm. Yeah. Um,. Speaking of crime, uh, I don't yep. want to alarm you, Luke, or, or Dan, yeah. but yeah. as you know, uh, our listeners, one listener in particular, mm-hmm. has had a crime committed against him in the past. Oh, are you talking about yes. uh, Chris from Queensland? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his mug stolen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you just confirm with me again, you, you've sent him his new mug. Is that right, Luke? He, yes, he, I've sent him another mug. He's because uh, yes. he's a backer. This time to the parcel locker. He's a backer on Patreon. Patreon.com slash multiple nerdgasm. Two dollars an episode, I think, gets you the mug. That's right. Well, does it? Because because uh, he hasn't got it. Oh, what? Wait. Yeah. A <laughs> I know. Though this son of a bitch. 
that stole Chris's muck from off his porch uh-huh. has struck again. Well, I don't know. I wanted to make sure that he got it because last time he didn't. So I messaged him on Twitter and I said, did you get it? And he said, um, actually, no. And I didn't want to be a bitch and complain about it, but I didn't get it. No, no, no. Be a bitch. Complain. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we want to hear this. So, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Chris, right, I'm gonna, you're not I'm gonna meant it... to have a mug, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to give it one more week to show up. It has been sent. If it doesn't, I will try it again. <laughs> I'm going to extend it by registered post this time. <laughs> All right. Because it goes to a, it's like a, it's a parcel locker. If you're out there and you're the guy who's stealing these fucking mugs. And I've never had a problem with the parcel locker. Because mm. he took your advice after this happened. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. So, it's, yeah, I it's mean, all I assume he's listening. Here, where I live. You know how usually if, you, uh, if you're not home when the mail comes and you mm. get a package, they put a little calling card and you go to the post office to pick it up and you've got yeah, to go during work yep. hours and it's a big pain in the ass. Yeah. Here, if you're not home when the mail comes, they put it in a parcel locker for you. See, that's great. Yep. Yeah, you just go to a parcel locker... You um, uh, you type in your your digits, sends you a confirmation SMS. You confirm, it opens up. You take your package. Huh. Yep, it's great. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. They should do that here. Do they, what do they yeah. do that in Canberra? Well, they, they actually do it around. If you actually just go on Australia Post and type in parcel locker, you'll see you can just sign up for it. It's a free service. It's free. Yes, completely free. I know we've talked about this, but I think I missed the part where it was free. So, <laughs> yeah. Because yes. you don't have a, an actual... A, you don't have The locker's not yours. It can be used by anyone. Mm. They just basically scan it in, send you an email to go, hey, it's here, and you go, and that locker on that day will be yours. Yeah, it's not a PO so how, box. how do they know where to send it to? Like, if, how do I you know have, what... You have, you have an address, so I get mine sent to a certain parcel locker area in Tuggeranong in Canberra. Right. So it's the same, it's a normal address, and you just got a, uh, like a login number that Australia Post have with you, and they go, yep, that's you, put it in there, send you an email. Okay. I might have to look into that. And it's really great, because mine's across the road from work. Yeah, right. So none of these waiting and trying to find time to go to the post office. Well, speaking of uh, technology and services that we scoffed and are now interested in pursuing, remember ages ago... <laughs> mm-hmm. There was a service that we reviewed on this podcast where somebody else would open up your mail and scan it and email it to you. Yes. <laughs> I think Matt knows yeah. where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah, I am. Well, we are now that service. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for that, buddy. I really do appreciate you opening, scanning, and emailing me my mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I only, I, I scoffed. Uh, but I'm now well and truly in the position where that service is mm. pretty much essential. <laughs> and uh, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for providing that service for me. Because I took it to the post office and I said to the woman, if I just write his address on it, will, will they forward it on to him in, in another country? And she went, no. Nah. <laughs> so yeah. I said, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Yep. Well, yep. I'll sort something else out. Yeah. Now, the only thing I could think, it was either a fine, a check, or an electricity bill. <laughs> They're the only three things that come in the mail yeah, these days. Yeah, it's true. And you're not too far off. Most of it was tax-related. Yeah. Ah, yep. yeah. 
Um, well, speaking of ordering things and, and things being delivered and all that kind of jazz, uh, I can't remember exactly what triggered me to recall this, but I think it was someone talking about Visa debit cards, actually, because I remember back in the day uh, when I didn't have a credit card for, for a, a long time because mm-hmm. I was young and I just basically didn't need one. But yeah. I got a Visa debit card at some point, and that was... Yep. That was the the card that I used to purchase the very first thing that I ever bought on the internet, yeah. And um, and and I remember what that was, and I wondered if you guys could recall what the very first thing you purchased on the internet was, and and if it's something that you're willing to share, then <laughs> please share. But um, uh, the very first thing that I ever purchased on the internet was a a set of Star Wars: The Phantom Menace action figures. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was it was the full set of uh, it was Qui Gon, Obi Wan, uh, Anakin, uh, and Darth Maul. I believe it was it was four four figures, and uh, that was before I'd actually seen the film. <laughs> oh, wow! So, of course, it would have been before you saw it. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't get them after. So, uh, and I actually have those action figures, mm. um, but I am going to get rid of them <laughs> because <laughs> I'm I'm selling off a bunch of my stuff. So, listeners, if you're interested in purchasing. The, uh, the Phantom Menace action figures were the very first thing I purchased on the internet. Uh, they'll be up on eBay and we'll share the link to the uh, to the, to the eBay auction for that. I should have done that with my eBay stuff because I sold a ton of Star Wars figures myself. <laughs> really? I'm going to sell a bunch of stuff. In fact, and if, you, if for some reason, listeners, if you're into audio and you want some audio equipment, like get in contact with me because audio. I'm selling some stuff. I've got just, an audio interface. I've got a mixer. Keep enough to still be able audio. to do this podcast, Matt. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's the thing, right? When we first started doing this, we were like, let's all get together in a room mm-hmm. and we'll do this. And and so I have equipment that was that was for that. I've got like a, a rack mount mixer and, and, and an audio interface. It wasn't just for that. It was for recording drums and stuff because I, I do music as well, uh, in case listeners don't know. But, mm. um, but I don't need it now because we did this all through the magic of the internet. Because we're all literally in in very different places now, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Phys- physical places, not mentally. Mentally, we're in the same place. Yeah, I think it's. I like to think we are. I still like you guys. Oh, thanks, Matt. Was that ever a doubt? What was the first thing you bought, Luke? Online. Mine was a dancehall crashes jumper. What? Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I quite like dancehall crashes. What is dancehall oh, crashes? They're a ska band. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds like a Luke thing. It was a, a CD. No, 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 it was a jumper. Oh, a hoodie. Right, a hoodie. Sure. Yeah, I got it sent over from America, and it cost me about a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I used to buy stuff from Hot Topic, and mm. it was it was obscene how much it cost. <laughs> you got screwed on the conversion rate, yeah. and then you got screwed on postage. And then they demanded that I pay extra import tax on one of them because I just used to save up and buy a bunch of stuff at once and they yeah. uh, they got me that way. Mm. Dan? I bought a CD and it was Music for a Darkened Theatre by ah, Danny, Danny Elfman. Elfman. Yeah. Cool. And I couldn't find it in any stores uh, and then I found it on Amazon. Uh, cost me about 60 bucks. <laughs> to get that CD, <laughs> it's a good CD. It's a fantastic CD. It's a double disc, mm. but mm. Um, yeah, t- 
to be honest, I, I, I got probably my 60 bucks worth out of it. Not only did I listen to it a lot, but all of the short films we made during that time <laughs> were scored, <laughs> were scored by Dan- unofficially by Danny Elfman. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got some stuff on it that I don't think is on anything else. On yeah, it had releases. stuff he'd done for commercials and things. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you the most recent thing I purchased online. Mm-hmm. What's that? Um, I purchased a Quadbox CD. Do you remember the band Quadbox? I do. The drummer for Quadbox, Laura. Uh, I went to school with her. Wait, is Quadbox for women? No. Oh. They were guys. I thought I'd seen oh. through their... Uh... I'm talking Ingenious the 90s name. quad box. Maybe I'm thinking of a completely different I think band. you might be. Quad box. Unless Are they from Western were... Sydney? They were from Sydney, yeah. Quad box. Interesting. Who's in the band? I I cannot remember. <laughs> um, I, God, this CD came out in like 95 or something. Okay. And it's still available. Um, I just managed to find one on eBay, and it cost me fifteen dollars for an EP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So three dollars a song. <laughs> yeah, not bad. I would have paid more. Yeah. I used to have their best off CD, and then I lost it, and I was very sad. So, if anyone has any quad box out there, let me know. Hmm. Quad box, if you're listening, you could be the official sponsor of this uh, podcast. I just, just did a quick and Google search. Okay. According to Google, Quadbox is a ratcheting wrench set. So, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking that's about. Why it's, that's why it's really hard to find CDs yeah. and music from them, because that's what I kept getting directed to. <laughs> so, what time is it there in uh, where you are, Dan? I don't want to say where you are. <laughs> I'm two hours behind, so it's, uh, it's about 8 o'clock. Right, okay. It's a funny thing about time zones you, is that hmm. uh, they're all different everywhere, but they've kind of been standardised, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the time. further you go left and right from GMT. Hmm. Yeah. So, I, no, I didn't realise this, but uh, apparently there's a certain country that had their time zones stolen from them. Sons of bitches. Uh, I actually... Obviously, I'm not. I'm not that into the history of this country. So I mean, is this a is this a it. calm, rational country that has a legitimate claim? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, North Korea. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh yes. So apparently, uh, at some point, like I said, I don't. I don't know a whole lot about North Korean history, but apparently, Japan invaded um, North Korea at some point and occupied it. Well, it sounds changed... like something the Japanese would do. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, and they, they changed the time zone, I guess, to suit their own purposes. And right. uh, the official statement from from Pyongyang, the, uh, the capital of North Korea, says, The wicked Japanese imperialists committed such unpardonable crimes as depriving Korea of even its standard time, while mercilessly trampling down its land with 5,000-year-long history and culture and pursuing the unheard-of policy of obliterating the Korean nation. But never mind that. They took their time. Yeah, that's... Uh... Literally a hell of a thing to steal and so north korea has now switched back to their own time zone uh effectively creating i think their own time zone wow i mean pyongyang time always they they already have their own calendar right so Mm. um instead of doing the whole bc and ad thing 
they count all time as starting from the birth of their first founding leader, <laughs> right? King That's Saul. right. Right. Yeah. And he was born in 1912. Um, so uh, um, in Korea right now, this is uh, the year um, 104 Jush. So um, <laughs> that, that 1912 is, uh-huh. is Jush 1, and we're in Jush 104 right now. Yeah. So what was from the time before his birth? Uh, BJ, I assume, before Jude. <laughs> oh. Just uh, just BJ. Google BJ. Oh, I assume you'll find that. <laughs> just do an image yeah. Yeah. Just Google Asian BJ. Yeah, yeah, Korean <laughs> BJ. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're on their Does own time. Does this actually so- affect anyone except North Korea? Uh, probably not. Um, because... I mean, it's not like they, they really interact with the rest of the world other than saying ridiculous things anyway. Um, South Korea uh, are not on there at <laughs> the same time zone as North Korea now. They're I on... love it. South Korea, it's like they've got a big brother who's a dickhead and everyone assumes they're going to be a dickhead too. Like, South Korea, are you doing yeah. this weird thing? No, we're not. It baffles me that there is a place like North Korea in the world right now. I know. Like, I know that there's a lot of... There's a lot of horrible places in the world, like where there's injustice and stuff like that. But North Korea is just so ridiculous sometimes. I'm like, how is there a mm. place where where this can happen? Like some of these things, like there's, there's TV commercials on YouTube about Kim Jong Il before he died. Mm-hmm. Like, I would still love to go there. You can go there. Go there and, and see and go and see like the. The actors in the hospital and the <laughs> shop fronts that are pretend. Yeah, I know. I just think it'd be you amazing. Can go and I have I have friends who did the tour. Really? Yeah, yeah. And basically, what they say is that the tour guides who are telling you what is what know that mm. they're spouting utter bullshit, but that <laughs> yep. out of politeness for their culture, you you just have to nod and go along with it. Yeah, I'm sure that. Well, you wouldn't want to piss anyone off. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, so uh, North Korea. So we're gonna, you're not going to Mars, you're not going to the moon. Maybe we can get you to North Korea. I mean, it really yeah. is another planet, isn't it? And they really do test the limits of how <laughs> yeah, weird a culture can get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I don't know, it just, it's, it's scary to me to think that uh, obviously there are people who live there that know that it's bullshit, but there are also a lot of people who pro- probably don't. Yeah, know that it's bullshit. Yeah. and people believe in a lot and, of weird stuff. And it it weirds me out to think that if if one day North Korea does go too far and do something that causes mm-hmm. uh, other countries to re- retaliate, like are their citizens going to think that they were right the whole time and the world is against them? Like, like <laughs> well, as in think about it. Like if you not you don't have any access to any other information that's out there, and you're being told that this is true. So I mean, it's terrifying. From your government, you're going to believe it. What if that's the? Tr- what if that's how it is here? Oh, just what if blow we just my don't, mind, man. What if we just don't know? I mean, so North Korea are the same <laughs> ones, and we're crazy. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. I mean, they assume they they probably don't have podcasts like this in North Korea. But yeah, probably not exactly like this. No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I mean, like even even in China, you know, we've got the, the the Great Firewall of China. Yeah. So things. Things are a little different over there because of that. They get different access to information. What if we're the same? Mm. Mm. I'm scared. Let's move on to something else. All right. Luke, do you like science? 
<laughs> I love science. <laughs> we we have been very North lucky. North Korea here. doesn't. What's that? North Korea doesn't like science. No, North Korea doesn't like science. No. I mean, I why would you really need science when you have a magical leader who can fix any <laughs> problem? Exactly. That's a well. It's a good point. I mean, that's fucking science for you, right there. I mean, it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> we've we've been very lucky here uh, in that um, we were contacted by the creator of the science deck playing cards, mm-hmm. and. Um, if you haven't seen this Kickstarter, the link will be in the show notes. The Kickstarter is ended, but um, it was a really awesome Kickstarter for these science-themed playing cards. And um, in case you don't know, it's actually uh, National Science Week in Australia this week. Um, not not as we record this, but as this airs, it will be. I was National about science to ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, and to celebrate. They've sent us uh, a bunch of these decks of playing cards to, to give away on the show. And um, i got to say, these cards are really cool. They're really beautiful. I mean, these were created by a graphic designer who obviously loves science and the history of science. And these are just impeccably created. Like, if, you, if you're going to get a deck of cards and you're into science and you don't get these, well, maybe you're not just that into science. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is... like. I don't know. This, I've seen some weird shit on Kickstarter, but this is like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. this is one of those Kickstarters that you want to have backed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or want to uh, not have backed, but get the opportunity to um, reap the rewards. To win anyway. some cards. Yeah. 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 Here's your chance because you missed out on the Kickstarter. Yeah, exactly right. So each card has uh, some kind of science element on it. Like uh, the the ace of spades is the atom, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, we've got um, the, we've got the Doppler effect, the telephone, um, microbiology. My favorite uh, are the jokers. Yeah, Schrodinger's cat. One uh-huh. alive, one dead. Yeah, nice. it's excellent. And all the jacks, kings, and queens are, are famous scientists. So you know Isaac Newton, Tesla. Um, Charles Darwin's on there. Uh, Einstein. It's just it's it's cool. Uh, oh, sorry, I I only mentioned the the men there. That was unintentionally sexist of me. We've got oh. Marie Curie, um, Ada Lovelace. What? You know? No, no, no. If it, on an even I, I didn't mean to field, do that. It should be fine to just say random names. I didn't mean to do Without that. Being sexist, I think you're forgiven. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Good. Maybe, maybe as a so, man, I'm not qualified to grant you that forgiveness. I probably I don't not. Know. Every time we talk about this kind of stuff, I don't. No, I we, wonder if we're no, qualified to talk about it. I know nothing anyway. about. Moving this. back, nothing. back to the cards. Back to the cards. Back to science, where it's safe. Yeah. Um, if you would like to receive a deck of these awesome playing cards, uh, all you need to do is contact us and tell us who is your favorite scientist and what did they do that was so cool, mm. and we'll send you a deck of these cards. Um, so podcast at multiplenerdgasm.com, uh, multiple nerdgasm on Facebook, uh, twitter.com slash mnerdgasm, uh, or on Google plus search for us on there. Uh, we're on Instagram. You can comment. We'll, we'll put up, uh, uh, an image of the cards, uh, when this airs and you can comment on that and tell us, uh, and then just get in touch and we'll get your details and, and yeah, we'll, we'll read out some of the, the cool answers and stuff on the show. Uh, next week, and we'll send we'll send you a deck of these cards. 
Yeah. At least first come, first serve. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, we yeah. don't have a limitless supply of them. Uh, I mean, yeah. man, super nice of them to, to send us these. Mm, yeah. Because these, yeah. They are great cards. They're really cool, I, man. I, I, I have been playing with one deck of cards. Yeah, right. And they're really nice. And yeah. Just to clarify, though, we're, we're not giving them all out, right? I, I get one no, of these, right? <laughs> yeah, you can have one of them. Yeah, yeah. okay. I assume that was well, the well, idea. Hopefully. Well, you have to tell us who your favourite scientist is and why. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you Rose, can get in now. Yeah. Um, I guess my favourite scientist is um, uh, Marie Curie because, quite honestly, she's the sexiest. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Historically. All right. One deck of cards coming your way. <laughs> I, uh, I'll i take this opportunity yeah. to um, tell a quick story secondhand that one of our listeners, who is a scientist, told me once. Um, and mm. that's a good friend of ours who is a scientist who goes to schools and educates kids in science. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. she was once asked a question by a kid that I just love. A kid put up his hand and said... Where do scientists live? And she said, <laughs> well, they live in houses like everyone else. And really disappointed, he said, oh, I thought they lived underground. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. I really love that. <laughs> I know who you're talking about, and I think that person uh, should also get a deck of these cards. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know as... what? If, if you are listening, then your favorite scientist can be yourself. Yeah, that person... Probably is listening, and and yes, we'll uh, we'll make sure they get a deck of cards. As long as they say that they like themselves. <laughs> sure. All right. Fine. <laughs> I don't want people breaking the rules. All right. All right. No, you're right. No, <laughs> yeah, we've disqualified people for breaking the rules before. So <laughs> that's yes. true. We absolutely have. <laughs> yeah. So if you're gonna make sure that your favorite scientist is not disguising themselves as a midget, that's that's all I'll say. Because <laughs> we've had trouble with that in the Matt. past. I cannot make that promise. <laughs> yes, we've literally had problems with that in the past. We really have. So. Uh, did you guys see Lenny Kravitz's dick this week? Yeah, have we got any dick news? That's the, that was the dick news jingle that was just there. Um, uh, what a dick. Yeah I, yeah, I did see Lenny Kravitz's dick this week. I mean, it was kind of this week was all about Lenny's dick, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was they should, it's a national holiday, I think, now. It's yeah, dick Kravitz day. dick day. Dick day. Mm. Yeah. Did you see this dick? Did you see the dick, Luke? Uh, no, I'm just looking at it now. Yep, that's a dick. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd go as far as saying that this is the most famous dick in the world right now. Yep, penis gate. This has really boosted his career, though. What's that? that? I forgot Lenny Kravitz was around. This has really got him back in. Yeah, talk that's a good point. I think he did it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Look, when was the last I time went, I might listen to some Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> well, fucking never. And it's not just because I'm, you know, it's out of date. <laughs> I really, <laughs> really didn't go in for Lenny. But you're probably onto something there because, I mean, when was the last time your dick accidentally broke free? <laughs> well, I don't know if that's... 
I don't know if that's happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, when my dick's out, like, it's out on purpose. Because <laughs> I want you to know that my dick is out. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. I like how Lenny Kravitz um, himself tweeted penis gate. <laughs> I I did actually did he continue did he continue to finish the song? Yeah, he he, yeah, he, yeah. he finished the song yeah. and then it, and then he went off stage and changed. Ah, yep. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean just good on him. Just simply wearing underwear would have made this like decidedly less dramatic. <laughs> sure so if you haven't seen the video and you don't particularly want to watch the video what happens is basically he's rocking out on stage he 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 rushes forward to the crowd and and kind of crouches with his legs spread as he's playing the guitar and his pants just explode <laughs> releasing his penis because yeah. he's not wearing any underwear uh his piece his penis with piercing yeah uh which is the other apparently big news of the oh, week yeah. yeah lenny kravis is, has a genital piercing that, uh, uh, also, Lenny Kravitz uh, is a Jew, right? <laughs> I have no idea. Mm. Putting that out there, I think he might be a Jewish. <laughs> based on his piercing? Well, based on a lot of things. All right. Maybe it was just for, for hygiene. Mm. Mm. This day and age doesn't really make a difference to hygiene, though, does it? Oh, no, I know that. But maybe Mr. and Mrs. Kravitz didn't. Yeah, that's fair. Kravitz? Yeah. What nationality name is that? I mean, it sounds Polish, doesn't um, it? Something like that? But I mean, he's black for a Polish guy, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's, he's quite Am a I just being Polishman, unnecessarily yeah. racist now? <laughs> no, no, it's, I mean... <laughs> I don't know, Dan. I, mean, I don't know. That's the problem. The problem is I can't tell. <laughs> No, that's the problem. I also don't know a lot of black guys called Lenny. You know what I mean? Lenny! <laughs> that's true. Like if oh, somebody dude. rang you up and said, I am Lenny Kravitz, you, you, you wouldn't be picturing a big black guy with a pierced cock, would you? No, no, I no. wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, but I'm almost certain that Lenny Kravitz is not from the Himalayan mountains. Yeah, no, that's a fair assumption. Okay. But... Somebody probably didn't bump into him there, but we've had Terry on a bunch of times, hmm. and and a while ago, Terry Smallshoe for the listeners. Uh, I'm sure you know who Terry Smallshoe is. Everyone knows who Terry Smallshoe is. Uh, famous Sasquatch hunter. Well, I'm sure they follow him on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And Instagram, yeah. Well, I just heard Sasquatch news today. He's been off shooting his show. Uh, he did duck in the other day, uh, just briefly. He's, he's off again. Um, but he dropped off a cliff. Uh, dropped off a cliff? No, he dropped off a clip of his show, <laughs> yep. Sasquatch Watch. <laughs> ah, right. Um, so, he, and he, he's given us exclusive rights to to premiere the clip. Oh wow! Um, I mean, that's... so do you guys? Yeah, it's wow. incredible. So this is a Flash world first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you guys want to hear it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right. Just gonna do one thing here. Pause that. All right. Well, here we go. This is uh, this is episode two of Sasquatch Watches. You know, we shot the pilot uh, here in the Pilliga Scrub, mm. and then uh, and then somehow he's managed to, to to shoot off internationally to shoot the rest of it. So here we go. Man, that pilot must have gone gangbusters. Yeah, well, it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. Probably because we we gave it a bit of sizzle, but we certainly yeah. did. We I mean, we plugged it hard. 
so to speak. Thanks to a clerical error at the Australian Film Institute, Terry Smallshoe has been able to secure enough funding to travel the world shooting the first season of Sasquatch Watch. This week we find Terry high in the Himalayan mountains, on the trail of a legendary Bigfoot-like creature, the Yeti, otherwise known as the Abominable Snowman. Yeah, g'day. Um, I'm here in the majestic Himalayan mountains, and I can tell you, it's fucking cold. I've had to pop two (laughs) pairs of my socks on, and uh, I traded the old Dunlop volleys in for a pair of these hiking boots, which is alright, because they're pretty fucking cool. Tez's survival tip number one, uh, in conditions like this, warm water can turn pretty fucking cold real quick. So while it might seem like a good idea at the time, take it from me, intentionally pissing yourself is not a good way to warm up in the snow. Terry secures the services of two Sherpas, mountain men of the Himalayas. Their names are Ang and Zhang Bu, and Terry questions them on the tales of the snowman. Hey Ang, you ever seen the abominable snowman? Once. Once I see him. You saw him? Ang, can you take me to where this happened? Yes, yes, we go. And so Terry and his two Sherpa companions set off into the mountains, towards the site where Ang last saw evidence of the Yeti. Terry hadn't counted on the strict vegetarian diet followed by his friends, and his mood was becoming increasingly foul. For days they saw no sign of the beast. But then one morning, as they neared the summit, disaster struck. Zhang Bu's tent was discovered, torn apart, and Zhang Bu was no more. Um, yeah, well, it looks like uh, during the night, the um, abominable Sasquatch came into camp and um, ripped into Yang Bu's tent. Uh, it then seems to have um, raped him to death <laughs> and then consumed the more delicious, meaty parts of his um, tasty Sherpa body. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's awful. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Uh, Ang, are you all right? He's such terrible. Poor Zhang Bu. He is kind soul. We must head back to village and warn. First, here... We we must eat for strength here. Oh no, I'm uh, I'm actually all right. I um I'm just I'm not that hungry. I'm good. Uh, still still full from from last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister Terry, yes, Ang. Mister Terry, what is what is this blood on your boot? My boot. Yes, you you have blood on boot, Mister Terry, and also on sleeve. Right, listen to me, Ang. We're going to pack this up, and we're going to head back to the village, and we're going to deliver the news to the villagers. We're going to make it very clear to them, like I'm making it very clear to you. Jang Boo was asleep in his tent, and the abominable snowman burst in, had its way with him, and feasted on his delicious corpse. Then, as it wiped the drool from its mouth, it said, You should have stayed the fuck away from my wife. And if those villagers, if they fuck with me, if you, Ang, if you fuck with Terry Smallshoe, Maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night with an abominable penis inside of you. Do you understand me? And so ended Terry Smallshoe's adventure in the Himalayas. Join us next time on Sasquatch Watch when Terry travels to Scotland in search of the European Sasquatch, also known as the Wild Man of the Woods. And I do love there Terry's theme song there. That was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. stay tuned for more, I guess. I mean, the full episode of, of that uh, is probably going to be airing on, I don't know, Discovery or or one of those yeah. high-profile channels man, at some point. That's going to got... get pirated more than Game of Thrones. 
<laughs> Obviously. Yeah. 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 I mean, while he's well, in Scotland the... doing the mountain man, he's probably going to do hmm. the Loch Ness Monster too, right? I mean, that's a kind of Sasquatch, right? Yeah, I think he's got this kind of webisode spin-off series he's been talking oh, about, okay. which yeah. might, might include some of that stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I guess this guy's getting a lot to... of funding. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's been he's been applying for for grants under his old his old hunting partner's name. I don't know if you recall there was uh, there was some kind of legal issue around that. I don't really oh. remember something about him uh-huh. being raped to death by a Sasquatch. I don't mm-hmm. recall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, getting shot in the back, if I recall. That rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, mm. yep, yep. So. We'll see. Ah, well, he's you know he's he's a confident guy. The old uh, Terry Smallshoe. <laughs> he sure is. Someone else that I found was quite confident this week uh, is Tom Hanks. You guys know Tom mm. Hanks. Sure. Remember yeah. him? He used to be a comedian, and then uh, and then he only did movies that made you cry, and then seemed to just <laughs> stop doing everything altogether. Was he actually a comedian, or did he just do f- some funny movies? Well, yeah, that's a good point. But he did only do funny movies, didn't he? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, like Big and and, yeah. and that's the only one I can think of. The other one? Big is good. I watched that only a year or so ago and it fucking holds up. I mean, like, they don't try to explain any of the plot, you know? And <laughs> sure. you just have to go with it that he got big. Yeah. But then within that, it's just a really well-made film. Sure. But I stumbled upon this letter the other day that's been published online uh, that he wrote when he was 18 years old uh, to a Hollywood director called George Roy Hill, who directed um, Butch Cassidy uh, and The Sting and all these kind of classic mm-hmm. older movies. Um, and he just, out of the fucking blue, wrote him this letter. <laughs> Dear Mr. Hill, Seeing that I've seen your fantastically entertaining and award-winning film The Sting, starring Paul Newman and Robert Redford, and enjoyed it very much, it's altogether fitting and proper that you should discover me. Now, right away, I know what you're thinking. Who is this kid? And I can understand your apprehensions. I'm a nobody. No one outside of Skyline High School has heard of me. My looks are not stunning. I'm not built like a Greek god, and I can't even grow a moustache. But I figure, if people will pay to see certain (laughs) films, they'll pay to see me. Let's work out the details of my discovery. We can do it the way Lana Turner was discovered, with me sitting on a soda shop stool and you walk in and notice me and bingo, I'm a star. Or maybe we can do it this way. I stumble into your office one day and beg for a job to get rid of me. You give me a stand-in part in your next film. While shooting that film, the star breaks his leg in the dressing room and because you're behind schedule already, you arbitrarily place me in his part and bingo, I'm a star. All of these plans are fine with me or we can do it any way you'd like. It makes no difference to me. But let's get one thing straight. I do not want to be some big-time Hollywood superstar with girls crawling all over me, just a hometown American boy who's hit the big time, owns a Porsche, and calls Robert Redford Bob. Respectfully submitted, (laughs) your pal forever, Thomas Hanks. And I think that's the best (laughs) thing. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did he get a response? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if he didn't, this guy yeah. must be kicking himself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say probably not, because I dare say kids send out letters like this all the time and get ignored, mm. and this one's only special because he did become a big star. Yep. 
I mean, you guys remember we had as Geek of the Week that guy who edited footage of Steven Spielberg talking about Schindler's List into yeah. an interview with himself. And um, uh, Spielberg said that neither he nor any of his affiliate companies would ever consider offering this guy a job. So, you know, sometimes it backfires. But here it seemed to have sure. worked. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah. will you think that's why he's a star now? Oh, must be. Must be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good yeah. point. Why else would he? Yeah. So I'm just going to take that right. Take that letter, change the name, and I'm going to send it off. I'm the next big star. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't lose anything from that, right? No. I'd have to change what things about like the whole American small town and stuff, but that, that'll be fine. Yeah, but you could write Australian small town. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's... That's not a huge amount of editing needed. No, no. Warrington's pretty small. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be like. Redfin's a bit out of date. Maybe we could say Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, okay. Chanum Tating. Oh, yeah, Chanum Tatonovich. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. In films. Well, speaking of, uh, I don't know, stuff. Um, <laughs> never very good, never very good segue, Captain as you may have noticed. <laughs> We've talked about Fallout Shelter before, I think. Have you played Fallout Shelter, Dan? Yeah, I did. I, I'll be honest, I didn't get well into it. I kind of okay. played it for a bit, and, and then just didn't really have time to go back to it. I get to play it in three days. Yeah. Because it's not out on whatever device you have, correct? Yeah, it comes out on the 13th to Android. I spent a bit of time with it this last week. Hmm. Um, and I, I've since stopped for, for various reasons, which I'll detail. But um, things were going quite well mm-hmm. uh, in, in my little shelter, uh, my Fallout shelter. But then, and then one day, this guy turns up at the door. Because you get, you get kind of wasteland wanderers turning mm-hmm. up at your vault sometimes. And they want to come in. So this guy turns up mm-hmm. uh, dressed in priest's robes, priest's attire. Okay. And uh, and he turns up at the door and he's he wants to come in. So I'm like, all right, fine. We'll give him a job. Uh, he seems like a priest, right? So I'll put him, I'll just put him in the living quarters mm-hmm. and he can, he can kind of, you know, preach to people or something like that. Sure. So I'll put him in the living quarters, right? This guy has got, uh, the priest's robes give him a very high charisma because you have a special score. All the characters have special scores like in... Like in Fallout, the game, you know, which yeah. represent different attributes like strength, perception, uh, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck. There you go, special. Um, he has very high charisma from his robes, and he also has extremely high luck. <laughs> for just, just he just does. So this guy then proceeds to impregnate most of the women in my shelter, in my Fallout. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> so uh so I thought that's a bit strange and then I decided to pop his robes off and uh <laughs> and and use them on someone else to increase their charisma or whatever. I noticed he's got a little bit of a mohawk. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought, you know what? This is Luke. <laughs> this is this is Luke in Fallout Shelter. Look at him. He's got he's got high luck. 
and he's popped on some priest robes <laughs> to take advantage of women. This is Luke in, in the Wasteland. <laughs> so, uh, so you can change the name of the character. So I renamed him to Cripple. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and things were going pretty well for him. He had he'd fathered a number of children, <laughs> and and things were going well uh, until the place was infested with red roaches, and literally everybody was eviscerated. Um, and nice. the thing that I don't like about this game, uh, sorry to, to to bring it back to to the reality of game logistics and everything, mm. but you've got to keep checking the game every five minutes to collect all the resources, otherwise bad things happen, and. I just can't be asked with it anymore. So they're all sure. dead. Uh, Luke's dead. Aww. And and that's the end. Wow. I deleted it from my phone. And <laughs> we're, That's the end of it. And we're done with Fallout Shelter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. But it was a good time while it lasted. Luke had fun. Fallout Luke Shelter a is, is a beautiful looking little game. You know, the, the details and the parallax as you pan past everything. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I, it's, it's similar to... Tiny Death Star, which I devoted a lot of time to mm. Um, mm. a couple of years ago, but I just maybe I just don't have the level of time anymore. The one thing I, th- I think, think it makes reco- this a little bit better than Tiny Death Star is it doesn't have to connect. To, you don't have to connect to online. So you can I, play it the problem that I have with it, mm. the problem that I have with it, based uh, compared to Tiny Death Star, is it requires, from what I've noticed, it requires a lot more attention. Uh. Mm. You can't just so, check in and out in the same way. No, because like I said, I mean, if, if you're low on food, uh, and then you, you, you've got your your um, diner and whatever else generating food, and then you you quit out to do something else. When you come back, you know the next day after just having your phone in your pocket for 24 yep. hours, they've still got no mm. food because you didn't collect it, and now they're all mm. miserable, right? Because you you actually have to collect the food because they they're too incompetent. So they've made the food and it's just sat there on the counter and they're like, well, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to tap. So, I don't know. It just requires too much attention, so I'm done with it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll get to try um, in a few days. And I have just noticed, I've got recently got the Windows 10 and something yeah. just annoyed me because I went to see, because I know on the 13th of August it comes out. The date of my computer has changed. It's now back to front. Ah, oh, you're in... You've become, I've an, become American. an American. Wow. Hmm. Well, I'll be fixing that because that's going to throw me off. Because, yeah, for some reason I thought, we're not in October, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Boy. we're not. Not yet. Uh, you are getting sick of a game from what I read here, Dan. Oh, look, I mean, I was pretty quick last week to kind of talk up. Alien Isolation, you know, and how kind of mm. tense it was and how much I was enjoying it. But uh, the thing about Alien Isolation, as I continue to play it, is because it's quite challenging, you know, you, hiding from an alien is no tall order. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 <laughs> sure. it's a tricky thing to do. Um, and because yeah. this game relies on kind We've of been getting to a save point, right? You can't just save progress that you make willy-nilly. And so you could, you, you could kind of advance fairly far in a certain scenario, then be killed, and then find yourself not being able to get up to that point again. Uh, right. 
And, and the reason is because it relies on a lot of patience for you to be really stealthy. But you yeah. don't always want to do that. And mm. once you've covered a portion of a game, you don't really want to just really slowly meander through that portion again. You yeah. want to just get to the place where you know you've got to go. Yeah. And this game is unforgiving like that. So the last time I kind of put it on, I was like, ugh, keep getting killed by the alien. I don't know if I'm really enjoying this anymore. So I've, 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 I've turned it <laughs> yeah. off for the time being. Yeah, that's the issue I always have with these stealth games is that you, it's fun until you die and then you have to do the same shit again. Yeah. And it's, and it, it's just not fun anymore. I know what that's like. It's instantly, it's instantly not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's not only just not fun, it's really unfun really quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know a game that yeah. comes really unfun really quickly after you die and have to go back so far. Battletoads. Right? Yep, a stealth stealth. It's not a stealth game, but (laughs) I know it's not. The checkpoints in that are so unforgiving. Hello? I think you went a little silent for a sec there, Luke. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm back. Yep, no, we're back. Go, go. So the checkpoints in that game are so unforgiving. But I finally mm-hmm. finished it. You challenged me. What do you? Did what, you two years did ago? You? To and finish do you have it? proof? I have proof. I have an achievement on Xbox yeah. that says complete. Finish every level of Battletoads. So you finished it on Xbox. You played on Xbox. Is it on on which Xbox? Um, Xbox One. Huh. It came out as part okay. of the Rare okay. replay. So thirty years worth of games from Rare. Oh ah. wow! There you go. And it's the SNES version, yeah, is it? Yeah, it, it is version? the horrible pull-your-hair-out-I-want-to-die version. Okay. That's great. What other and games are in the rare replay? Um, probably a good 20 or something. Like Perfect Dark, mm. um, all the Viva Pinatas, Conkers, Bad Fur Day, which I'm playing at the moment. And then some like, oh, really yeah. old games like... Um, Oh, I can't even think what the old ones are. Like RC Pro Am and oh god, downhill ski and all these really old games. And God, we used to play some shit when we were young. Grabbed by the ghoulies. Yeah, yeah. Good so yeah, stuff. I've just been playing that a lot lately. Just and yeah, remembering all these games I used to play and quarters mm. I used to spend. Or not quarters, but twenty cent pieces I used to spend. <laughs> yeah, yeah we right. didn't have quarters in Australia. No. We had no fifths. <laughs> Just doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Speaking of rolling off the tongue, is there any James mm. Wan news this week? Things I would do to James Wan. <laughs> I do have a James Wan update. Oh, great. I said last week that I would attempt to watch Dead Silence and Death Sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two James Wan films oh, that he made. Oh, I read that very wrong. I thought James Wan had a death sentence. I, I thought there was some very different news about to come in. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, I was led to believe that both of the, the. Well, I was led to believe that Dead Silence was on Netflix. And so 
I just didn't really bother doing anything until last night when we watched, we attempted to watch it, and it's not on Netflix Australia. Oh. Right. Uh, however, Death Sentence is. Oh. So, so I, I, watch, I have watched that. I watched Death Sentence. I haven't watched Dead Silence. I will, I will attempt to watch Dead Silence. So, Dead Silence week. was the one with the killer ventriloquist doll. Yeah, it was the one I was really looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, so that's um, a shame. But so which I, one is Death Sentence? Death Sentence stars Kevin Bacon. Ah. And uh, I'm going to go a little bit into spoiler territory. I hope you don't mind. Because, I mean, no. it's, go it's not gonna, the story's not going to blow your mind or anything. So don't, don't worry about that. Um, it's, uh, it's, quite, it's an odd film in a way. Because, well, in many ways. It's not a horror film. We thought it was a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts out with footage of Kevin Bacon and his family. Uh, he's married and he's got two kids and it's footage of the kids growing up and he's spending time with them and, and it's all this kind of, you know, old Super 8 kind of footage of his kids and stuff like that. And then it cuts to the present day and, um, it's kind of like a little family drama kind of thing and the two brothers are fighting and then he takes the kid to, uh, the older brother to his hockey game and then on the way out leaving they're in a rough part of town and long story short they end up in a uh, fuel station and uh, as part of a gang initiation his son is murdered oh in cold blood okay uh, by this gang who who part of their initiation process is you just have to kill a random person sure so uh so his son is murdered and, and the kid that that does it uh, the rest of the gang leaves without him and Kevin Bacon gets a good look at him and then he's in a meeting with his lawyers because he's identified the kid and they're going to press charges and the lawyer says to him, well, he's probably going to get two, three years tops. So that's the best we can do. And Kevin Bacon's like, well, that's not good enough. So he decides in court, he says, you know what? I'm not sure that was him. Oh. And, uh, so the kid gets oh. let go and he, and he decides to take matters into his own hands. Of course he does. And... And I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's one of those movies. Okay, because it was quite quite serious before that, and then it was still quite serious. And uh, Kevin Bacon is not, uh, you know, he's like the, the, the CEO of some company, and he's not an action hero or anything like that at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point in the film. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, uh, so he, he's going to go and, and, and deal with this kid himself. And I'm going to talk about spoilers, like I said. Uh, so he does, he goes, and it, it's it's quite dramatic, because he decides, he takes a knife and he's going to kill this kid, and, and they get into a fight, and because he, he doesn't want to do it, and he doesn't want to do it, and then he eventually does, he kills this kid, and it's, it's like, he's like, oh god, what have I done, what have I done? And then, the gang then comes after him, again, mm. and and it's a fucking action movie. <laughs> right. After that. Okay. Like so, is this like, like halfway in, or is this early on in it? Or yeah, about halfway, about halfway through, it just it becomes this kind of you know those '90s action movies that they just used to pump out, where it's like the plot, like it's like don't worry about the plot. It's like it's, this guy's a badass, and he's gonna he's gonna fuck these people up all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Like like there's a pretty pretty cool action sequence that takes place in a parking garage, and I'm I'm just like, what? When did this film become this? And then, and then by the end of it, uh, he is literally, he's just a fucking vigilante, shaves his head and he's dressed in leathers and he's got fucking, he goes and buys fucking guns off John Goodman and, and he's, he like, he's fucking blasting his way through the gang's hideout and stuff like that. Like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I gotta say, I enjoyed it, <laughs> but but man, it, it was it was like four films in one. Okay, go so, James Wan. James Wan, Death Sentence. I mean, yeah, watch it. It was it was good. It's it's just strange, like yeah, some of the some of the action stuff just came out of nowhere. Like I said, what the fuck? How's this guy in action here right now? And I'll, I'll be fair, he's, he's not. It's not like Liam Neeson where he's like kicking everybody's <laughs> ass, but. Like, I mean, the guy doesn't even own a gun for half the film, and then all of a sudden he's got five of them, and he's just, you know, doing better than these gang members who who presumably do this all the time. So. Maybe but what you don't see, he goes to like a shooting range on weekends, and yeah, they usually no, it that. doesn't show yeah. any of that. Also, the cops in this are fucking incompetent, <laughs> right? Because there's a detective who figures out about halfway through that what's happened. That like he's murdered this kid and now the gang's after him and she's just like, well, I know that you did it. Are you gonna tell me that you did it? I don't care if you did it. Did you do it? And he's like, he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And the cops are like, oh, I can't touch him. <laughs> yeah, that's he's how like it works. Brick, he's like a brick wall. And then he escapes from a hospital at one point and they're like, ah, oh, well, I don't know where he's gone. He goes back to his house. <laughs> <laughs> so the first place and that they would look. He goes, he goes and he buys a bunch of guns and takes them back to his house. To get set up, <laughs> and the cops and are like, like well, I, "No I idea." Uh, n- Could yeah, be literally he's a ghost. anywhere. <laughs> he's a ghost. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The thing so about some... Kevin Bacon, right? Because I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he does a pretty good job in everything, right? No, he's really good in it. But and he yeah, wants he's... all male actors to get their dick out these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Don't we all? But he—he's always Kevin Bacon, right? <laughs> sure, but not necessarily in a bad way. In the same kind of way as some actors are always the same. Like I, I, I buy him in everything, but I always buy him as Kevin Bacon. But yeah, as such, I always think that all his characters from all his films are the same character. So <laughs> sure. while you were describing that to me, I was thinking, but wait, isn't he a pedophile? Because I've seen him in a movie where he plays <laughs> right. a pedophile. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, he managed to, to fight off all those gang members just to be eventually murdered by Magneto. Yeah. And, like, why doesn't he just become invisible? I've seen him do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, all this drama after that, that, that time that he found that dead body under his house. <laughs> yeah. And you'd think that the cops would get behind him seeing as he taught that whole town how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.